So anybody travel more than 7,800 miles to get to church today? Anyone? Anyone? I thought for sure somebody besides you would do that. All right. So I want to introduce you. This is one of my very good friends. Uh, and this is uh, Pastor Bennard on Dick. And he is from Western Kenya. And uh, so he got here on Thursday just to be with us. And so uh, just really honored that he is here. Uh, he is, uh, he's a pastor, he's a Bible teacher. Uh, he teaches uh, Bible school. Uh, he is also uh, the bishop. And so if you want to refer to him as bishop, he'll smile. Uh, or also pastor of Bennett, however you'd like to talk with him, it would be great. And I think you'll find him to be very warm and generous and grateful. And he is married to a beautiful woman named Pamela. They have 670 children. Yes. <laughs> That's why he came. <laughs> he needed to get away. Uh, no, not at all. But here's the thing. I, I want to tell you uh, just real quickly how uh, Bennett and I uh, got connected with one another. And uh, then I want to uh, ask him a couple of questions because you'll find that Unlike me, he has an accent. Yes. <laughs> and so, his, so it may take you a moment to uh, get to uh, fully comprehend what he's saying because he doesn't speak plain English like I do. So um, here's the thing is that a few years ago, I was praying about where God would have me to, to partner up and have an, uh, uh, an impact in some place outside the United States. And I really believe that God was leading me to to strategically partner with someone in Kenya. Now, here's the thing. I, had no, I didn't know anybody in Kenya. I had never met anybody from Kenya, but God had placed Kenya on my heart. And so what I did is I, I really felt like that God was, was telling me to set two weeks aside to go to Kenya the following summer. So it was about 11 months ahead of time. I put uh, a couple weeks on my calendar and blocked them off. I had some, uh, a couple people came to me during that time period and said, we're going to get married and we'd love for you to do the wedding. Can you do the wedding for us uh, next summer? And I said, no, I can't. And they said, well, why can't you do the wedding? I said, because I'm going to be in Kenya. And they said, what are you doing there? I said, I have no idea. Uh, well, 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 why can't you do the wedding? I said, because I really believe that God said I'm supposed to mark off these two weeks to be in Kenya. And so they were a little frustrated with me, but um, I said, sorry, can't do anything about that. And so um, I guess a few weeks later, maybe six or eight weeks later, uh, I uh, meet Bennard for the very first time. He was taking some classes at Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. And so we went down there. Uh, I spent some time with him. Uh, we, ta we talked a lot. We drank some very bad coffee. It was awful. It was not good. Uh, but anyway, we, we talked for just a little bit and, um, then, um, about, uh, two or three weeks later, he called me and he said, um, he said, my friend, I need to ask you a question. And I said, what is that? And he said, he said, would you be willing to come and speak at a pastor's conference in Kenya? Now he's called it a conference. And I said, okay. Uh, I said, I would love to do that. I said, when do you want me to be there? And so he gave me the dates and they lined up perfectly with the two dates that there's two weeks that I had already reserved on my calendar. And I said, I should go. <laughs> and so since then, uh, Bennett and I have been partnering together uh, to, to do ministry. My wife says that, uh, that I am the American version of Bennard. 
uh, and people in Africa say that he is very much like me. So it's very, very strange because, because we look exactly alike. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but um, I want to tell you is, is that the first time I went to Kenya, uh, uh, Benner was working with 23 children in an orphanage, and now he has 670 children that he takes care of. And so we tell everyone a little bit about what we do with the children at yeah. the orphanages. We, um, we feed these children. They are orphaned by different kinds of ways, maybe HIV and AIDS and sometimes the accident or other diseases. But our main focus is to give them food, give them education, give them clothing and uh, shoes to wear so that they feel hopeful. Hopeless life is very difficult. Therefore, these children, we want to put a smile on their faces by doing them all what our parents have given to us when we had them. Therefore, this is what we do to them to make them feel that they are people, that God loves them. And I, 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 I want you to go with us to Kenya. If I could put all of us on a plane, we would go. So this summer, we're going. All right? So put that on your calendar. But, but, but here's the thing is that he uh, does such a great job of teaching these children the Bible. Uh, Kenya is still a Muslim country. Yeah. And uh, so you see many of these children are, are, are exposed to the Word of God, and they begin to uh, grow in their relationship with Jesus. You, you, you see that. Uh, education in Kenya is not free. There's no such thing as public education there. And so the, the real ministry is taking people who are, these children who are in a tremendously difficult situation, filled with poverty, where they've lost their parents, uh, they, have, they really have no hope, and to, to begin to teach them, uh, not only the Bible, but also to, to read and to teach them math and to teach them economics and to teach them history, uh, to teach them to be able to read and to, um, uh, to provide for them a, a leg up that many Kenyans would not have. Uh, and then it's in the process of, of building a high school uh, because uh, very, very few people in Kenya even get to the level of a high school education. Uh, so being able to do that uh, is, and teaching them a trade and giving them opportunities is uh, a tremendous thing uh, that, uh, that Benner has, has undertaken. And in addition to that, there's also the, the clinic, the medical yes. clinic that you're building. Yeah. Um, uh, this medical clinic is built in my village where I was born. Uh, it's a village where there's never been anything like that. People really travel far away to get a medical help. Therefore, we decided uh, just to get this medical build, medical clinic built where they can get med- medical attention. And now, after this is finished, it is really helping hundreds of people. We are still praying for some things like x-ray and um, also ultrasound machine so that these people would just get to know their health better and closer than uh, going far away and pay a lot of money for transport. Therefore, we still pray for this medical to expand. And uh, the mothers are also giving birth to uh, babies to this clinic. And uh, we, we are really very excited people, though we still want to progress and make it a better clinic than what it is now. Yeah. 
many mothers giving birth there, no kidding. Uh, and, you know, and, and in addition to that, uh, um, Bennett has uh, helped launch dozens of churches, has a real heart for evangelism, seeing people come to know Christ, and uh, also has, has taught at a, a Bible school that has sent hundreds of missionaries and pastors uh, out into um, East Africa. And uh, has just started, recently started another Bible school there. So uh, a lot going on. And I'm going to tell you, he's uh, a man that is just, uh, has a heart for the Lord, a man after God's own heart. And so he's going to teach for just a few minutes. Is that okay? All right. So I've asked him today to please, please keep it to four hours. Um, so uh, get comfortable, right? No, it'll be very good. So I'm going to pray for him and then we'll, we'll start, okay? Thank you, sir. All right, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit upon Benner this morning as uh, he opens your word and teaches us. And I pray that our hearts would be soft. I pray that we would respond to your word and that you would be glorified here today. Lord God, we love you and we trust you. Thank you for loving us first. In the strong name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Karibu, my friend. Thank you, Sante. My friends come to Kenya and I will whack you like a donkey. <laughs> it is amazing that uh, uh, Pastor Arthur knows that in Africa we preach for two hours. And therefore be ready today only. And uh, I love Pastor and Lori and Hannah and their family. And we have also a friend here who came also to see me and come to visit Arthur, Jenny, and uh, Louis Lemon. I'm so grateful for you to invite me to come and share the gospel with you. And uh, I don't want to ruin my integrity by preaching for two hours, and therefore I will go straight away and preach for a shorter minute. And uh, my, ac- my accent is a little weird, but if you can't hear you, raise up your hand, I will stop a little bit to correct it. But you know, if I stop, therefore, I will add some more minutes on my preaching. <laughs> and uh, I am uh, so happy to be with you today. Thank you for the good welcoming. We read from the book of Psalms chapter 21, 23, verse 1 to 6. And I want you to concentrate with me on a, in verse 4. That says that even though I walk in the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. My friends, I want to remind you about the valley. Maybe in the United States here, you don't have the big valleys. But if you have ever been to Africa and come to Kenya, there is a valley we call the Great Rift Valley. It begins from the northern part of Kenya to the western part of Kenya, to the border of Tanzania and you get right to the border of Tanzania. In this valley, there's a people group lives around there called 
the Maasai people group. These people usually they take care of their sheep, cows, and goats. They are shepherds. In a valley, there are some really very much interesting things. The advantages of being in a valley. Some of the advantages of being in a valley is that a valley is a low plain bounded by beautiful mountains. You can watch them and you like them. The valley is where shepherds like to take their flocks. Why? Because there is is where the streams of water can be found. I live in the Nyansa province, the western part. But all of our rivers flows from the highlands in the Rift Valley down to Lake Victoria because it has beautiful streams of water. The shepherds like the streams of water because they like to um, take their uh, flocks there to drink water. There's a lot of grass where their flocks would feed on. In fact, some of the valleys is where we get to dig the gold. Gold is very beautiful and very expensive. And therefore, you may find them in the rocks in the valley. Very beautiful, very expensive gold. Valley is fabulous, very important to live in. Valley is where you can hide when you are in danger. You know... Uh, if you read the Bible very well, you find that there are some of the valleys where people liked to hide, like David liked to hide in the valley when the Palestines were looking for him, or maybe when Saul wanted to kill him, he could run to the valley and hide there. Very wonderful places to hide. But my friends, remember that there are also some uh, disadvantages of being in the valley. One of them is the valley is dark. Danger always lurks in the darkness. The presence of wild animals that are dangerous, you find them in the valley. They live there. They like to hide in the caves. and They're very dangerous when they meet you. You will never escape. In the valley is where we have all different kinds of snakes that are venomous, poisonous. When they bite you, only two minutes you survive. In a valley is where you have holes and sharp rocks that could injure you in that valley. When you look down deep to the valley, you will never like to look it again. It is very dangerous. Therefore, valleys contract fires that could harm the living, also the animals living inside the valley. Therefore, valleys have got advantages and disadvantages. My friends, brothers and sisters, remember that we live in the world, and this world is a great valley where many things happen to our brothers and sisters, me and you. From the description of the dangers lurking in the valley, we can equip this to the challenges in our lives. 
The valley is where our battles take place. And when we concur our trials and tribulations, we rise from the valley to the mountain top. It's where you learn how to succeed. When you go through the valley, then you will be an expert of life. You will understand what it means to live in the valley and to go through the valley. In Psalms 21, verse 1 to 6, David, the son of Jesse, tells us on how to walk in the valley. He tells us that you need not to be there alone. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. Walking in the valley is Jesus as a great shepherd. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays his life for his sheep. David is a great example of a good shepherd in the valley. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 34 and 35, it says, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock. I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. You know the story of David very well since you've been a Christian for a long time. But David is a shadow of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. And Jesus is now an object in the New Testament. When he says, now I am the true shepherd. And the good shepherd lays his life for his sheep. David laid his life for the sheep of his father. And now Jesus is laying his life for the sheep of his father. It's a great thing to learn. He was like Jesus. They both loved the sheep and were willing to lay their, their life down, their life for them. They depicted courage from the word ago. David did not fear to face wild animals to protect his father's sheep. While Jesus wasn't afraid of Satan and his evil powers, they had faith in God that he would give them victory over their adversaries and rise above top the mountain. Friends, brothers and sisters, if you walk in the valley alone, you will counter number one, lions. If you are alone there, they will break your head. They are very dangerous. If you go there alone, snakes are there. They will bite your heels. Two minutes, you'll not survive. There are holes in the valley. They will break your legs and you'll never walk again. There are leopards. They're experts on crushing you to death. You will never live again. 
brothers and sisters, I want to bring your attention that we live in the world where so many things act like lions, snakes, leopards, holes, and whatever. This world today is full of sicknesses. It's a valley. Diabetes, cancer, HIV and AIDS, blood pressure, pneumonia, and other things. Hatred, poverty, and loneliness. If you are in the valley alone, you will not survive. You will definitely not survive. Therefore, however, what do you need to succeed in the valley? How can we go through this deep valley? Do you need to go alone? No. You will be crushed. You will not survive. Therefore, you need a good shepherd. Jesus, the son of the living God. David identified this. He says, The Lord is my shepherd. I, will, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. David identified God as the shepherd. And I wonder why you cannot, even up to today, fail to identify Jesus as the good shepherd. Therefore, you want to go to the wilderness in the valley alone, and you will not survive. What is the solution? Number one, for you to succeed in the valley, you need a good shepherd. Who will lay his life for you? There's a song that says, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. But I say, Because he lives, I can face the valley. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. John 10, 11. In Psalms, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. I would want to also include Jesus told Peter, I am the good shepherd and I send you, Peter. Take care of my sheep. Keep and feed. When you are there with Jesus, he is the good shepherd. He will keep you. He will care for you. He will feed you. He is the shepherd of all human beings. He gave his life for you and for me. So that I can go through the valley with a shepherd who knows where the leopards, the lions, the snakes, and the holes are. So that when I walk with him, he directs me. My friends, if you want to succeed in this world where the great valleys are, invite Jesus.
to walk with you. I tell you, even in this our highways, they are well made, but they are the valleys. They take care of the lives of so many people. Die on the highways because there are valleys that kills us. You need Jesus in the valley of death. The shadow of the valley of death. Maybe you may not understand as a Christian that living in a decent life or in a professional life or in a skilled life, driving nice cars, living beautiful houses, cannot take care of you in the valley. You need somebody that is Jesus, the son of the living God. To be with you in that vehicle you drive. To be with you in that skills you have. And to be with you in that house you've built. Or else that house can be lonely. And that car can be a shadow of death. Jesus, the son of the living God, is our shepherd. Number two, for you to succeed in the valley, you need to trust on the shepherd. Who is going to lead you to go through the valley? The man says in verse 3 of Psalms, He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He guides me. And in B he says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You are rod and you are staff. They comfort me. Jesus leads with the rod on the right hand and on the staff on the left hand. He knows where the holes and the animals who can finish you are. And when he leads with the staff, he tells you go. When the wild animal comes, he taps them and kills them for you. He is the better one to be trusted. He is the only one that I trust, that I believe in, that I know leads me to the valley of death. Trust in him. He is the absolute shepherd who can take care of you, my friends. No one else can take care of you in the valley. I can give you some of the examples. Those who trusted in the Lord as a shepherd, that is Daniel. When they were taken into an unbelievers land, and a, a, a land where there was nobody believed in God, and they worshipped the one they knew, the God they trusted on, the shepherd they believed on. And when they were teased, and they were tried, they were told, if you don't worship the God of the Babylonian, Daniel, for sure, we are going to throw you in the dense line. Daniel said, I know the shepherd I trust. I believe in him. I will never compromise my principles or my belief to God for nonsense. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, I promise you, will not worship your God. And this is what he said. My God sent his angels 
and they shut the mouth of the lions. They have not at me. I trust in the shepherd who takes care of me. When they threw him there, the lions who have been there for many months without food, who could crush David like a thing of an eye, became a friend to Daniel. And they throw their eyes and they dance with Daniel. A good shepherd, when we trust him, we will dance with the lions in the valley. Because he's good. He protects. He makes us become friends with the enemies who can finish us. My friends, I can remind you of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were thrown into the lake of fire. And they were, they were telling Nebuchadnezzar, we have a shepherd. The one we trust. The one we'll follow. The one we worship. He is the one that will take care of us. And we want to promise you, Nebuchadnezzar, that even though he cannot help us from your hands, but we will not worship your God. We trust on our shepherd. He is with us in the valley. When they were thrown into the fire, they could be dancing in this fire with Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the shepherd who says, I will never leave you, neither forsake you. I will be with you to the very end of the age. He is a shepherd we need to trust on. My friends, we fail to trust Jesus because of the things we feel can protect us. And yet we can't go alone in the valley. We need to walk with a trusted shepherd. Samson, the son of Manu, when the Philistines arrested him and got his eyes and took him into the temple and he realized that he had a shepherd, he said these words, Philistines came towards him shouting, The Spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. The robes of his arms became like a cheer's phallus. He touched the wall, and the power of the shepherd was in him. And we can see, we have heard, we've read about what happened. Remember, Rob, Peter out of the prison. Remember, of Paul out of the prison. Dancing with the wardens. A good shepherd we trust. You will walk and jump on the valley. But alone, you are nobody. Alone, you are finished. Young and old. Educated and uneducated. Professional and unprofessional. Skilled and unskilled. Without Jesus, you are alone in the valley. You need Jesus in the valley, the shepherd we trust, the shepherd we believe in. My friend number three that I want to remind you that in the valley is where you need to build a testimony that you can tell people of what he is. David said, he takes me into a green pastures. That is a testimony. A testimony that you have to build in yourself. Then God takes me, into a past, takes me into a pasture. God leads me into the right path. A testimony that even though 
I walk in the valley. I still have no fear. David says that he spreads a table before my enemies. When they want to crush me, they will still come and eat with me. My enemy still loves me. They will come and say hello. They will come and say we love you. Though they have hated us. A testimony that we build in Jesus. A Jesus that will never leave us. Jesus that will spread a table before us and our enemies. The enemy is the devil. The devil will raise up his hand and say, Job, I trust in you. You love the Lord. And I know that I'm defeated. A testimony that we can give about Jesus Christ. We get it in the valley when we are with Jesus, the son of the living God. My friend David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verse 6 he says, surely the goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. I will walk with him in the darkness of the valley. I will praise him when I'm sick. I will praise him when I'm, I'm completely in discomfort. I will bless him in loneliness. He is with me. He says, I will bless you. I will never leave you alone. He is God. He is loving. He is kind. He is Jesus. He will never change. He is unchanging changer. He changes but never change. He live, live the same today, tomorrow and forever. He is a good shepherd. In the valley, number four, is where we make decisions. We make decisions. And that decision is in verse, it's in the last verse. Let me read, my friends. In the last verse, the Bible says that you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint me, my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And this is the decision you make in the valley. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will never leave you, Lord. I will stick to you. Be in the valley. With the good shepherd. Be in the valley. Trusting the shepherd. Build a testimony. Your testimony about Jesus. In the valley. Make a decision. In the valley. That surely. The goodness of the Lord will follow me. And I'll be in your house. Forever. In Psalms 27. This is what I seek. And that is what I find. To be with you in your house forever. When I paraphrase. Let me tell you an illustration, my friends. There was a shepherd. And this shepherd had two sheep. He loved. He loved to take care of them. And therefore you take them into the place of feeding. And keeps on digging and weeding. He looks at them and realized they were all five. And he kept on, kept on digging and weeding. But one day an enemy said, I will take this sheep and eat. I will eat them all. So one day the shepherd 
a few short took care took all the sheep in the place and he kept on digging and the thief decided to go to the sheep he picked one slaughtered the one took the head and put it on a stick looking at the shepherd and he did all to the five the shepherd continued to do the work but as he looked at the sheep he counted them one, two, three, four, five he was happy his sheep were alive after done doing the work he went to the sheep he got only the heads and the flesh and the soul had already gone bad shepherd who did not take care of the sheep the sheep remains only the head but my application to you about that about that illustration my friends be careful because even here in the church the devil can steal the soul and leave only the heads for the pastor to see and count only the number of the people in the church but the souls have already been stolen by the enemy the devil the bad shepherd the one who kills steals and uh, you remain with the heads there are so many churches that have remained with the heads with skills and professions and can do so many things but the souls of worshiping God the shepherd are not there be careful in the valley the devil can steal your soul and only remain with the head and it will not help you because it's done with you my friends that is the cost that you need to make a decision in your life a decision to have a shepherd to trust on a shepherd to build a testimony about the shepherd and to make a decision about the shepherd i will be with you the shepherd you are the only one i love the only one i believe in jesus take care of me i know i'm lonely but you are there with me the good shepherd my friends can i pray for you can i pray for you if it may be this shepherd all the african people need this shepherd all the asian people need this shepherd all the american people need this shepherd is the one good for us nobody else i want to pray for you and if you would just stand or raise up your hands if you need this prayer today for you to have a good shepherd i will do that for you i will just do that for you please can we pray